Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man, Mastermind, the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Yeah, it is, man. That's 
it's it's to to know that you touched somebody, you know, life or 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 changed something for them or gave them something, man. It's nothing better than that, especially when it comes to music. Yeah, yeah, music's definitely a universal language. Um, but yeah, you uh you you touched down in Germany and you did your thing, man. Uh, do you got any plans for any other upcoming shows? Oh yeah, I'm going right back to Germany on the 23rd of this month. But uh, well, I mean the it was like I hadn't been there for like 20 years, and when we got to the club, man, I mean it, it's so when they put it up when they put it up to sell, it sold out both shows in four hours. So after those two shows, man, they added like 20 more shows just from those two. So I'll be leaving going back. Wow, wow! So that one show turned into a tour, man. That's huge. Yeah, um, I mean we we went. I I spent like a month um, pre- um, preparing the show and. When I got there, man, I, you know, we just gave it our all, and they loved it. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Obviously so, man. That's dope. Um, after you, uh, you know, knock out those shows, are you going to go somewhere maybe like France or uh, Denmark, any other spots in uh, Europe? Yeah, I, I just I just got off the um, off the phone with uh, another promoter uh, from the U.K., so he's putting together a tour for that. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. So you're going to keep it uh, – uh, you know what I'm saying, overseas for a minute. That's a blessing yeah, right there man. to be able to do that. Yes, sir, it is, definitely. You know what I mean? I couldn't do it without my family, though, you know what I mean? So them having them behind me this whole time, that's been the best thing. That's been the most important thing to me. I do this for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, because uh, you look at and you're right, man, um, overseas – they seem to appreciate uh, the music more, I mean, especially the stuff from the '90s, from our era. You know, they um, they just can't let it go. And uh, over here, man, we're giving a billion streams to some mumble bullshit. <laughs> you know, not to sound yeah. like I'm hating on these motherfuckers, but it's just like uh, they support the real over there. Yeah, you know? it's like 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 you say, we can't we can't hate on them because. These are these are rappers. They coming from nothing, and this is all they have. So I understand yeah. getting your money. Yes, please get your money, but you got to understand that you are influencing the generation that's coming after you guys and what they listen to. I mean, we had some, you know, we had the NWA and all that shit, but we also had parents behind us to teach us. Nowadays, these fucking parents, they just like the kids. Yeah. It's, it's just all bad. If you're a rapper nowadays. Take some responsibility, man, and and at least you don't have to teach because I don't like people preaching to me in music, but at least give up the real, man. You know what I mean? Don't let this industry tell you what kind of music that you got to put out there because that fucks everything off, really. Yeah, yeah, you got to – I mean, there's different lanes. You know what I'm saying? There's different – absolutely. We've interviewed plenty of younger cats – who could spit just like anybody else, you know? Uh, so the, the, there's lyrical artists out there, but there's different styles, you know? Um, and that's just, you know, you got to be able to differentiate. Uh, and, and it all depends on what you like, too, as a consumer. Um, but what about, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Killer Mike uh, last night taking home uh, three Grammys, sweeping the rap category at 48? years old i thought that was a very positive thing yeah definitely definitely and them taking them out in handcuffs i got you gotta you gotta see when it comes to shit like that you gotta read between the lines and you gotta flip the situation to me 
what I saw was this man is highly political. You know, he's yeah. he's he's preaching for the black people and shit like that. But if he is controlled and he is kind of getting out of pocket, that to me, I saw that as a warning. This is what we can do to you. So uh, calm the fuck down. That's what I saw. But I might be wrong. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, that's definitely, you know what I'm saying, a good possibility considering the way things are. Um, but, yeah, I, I saw that, and I, I thought, okay, that was dope. I saw DJ Paul get a couple of them, you know what I'm saying, 3-6 Mafia. Um, going back, you know what I'm saying, uh, going back to the 90s, early 2000s and stuff, um, when when you were doing shows and, and, and different things like that, uh, man, what are some of your fondest memories of those that time period? My fondest what? Fondest memories from that time period. Oh, man, it's it's really a lot of them. But what I tell people all the time is going on tour with Shock G, that was the best time of my life when it comes to to music. Performing with him and learning from him, there's nothing like it, man. The boy, he, he, he speaks, he shits, he eats music. And to be around somebody like that 24-7, I mean, I went on a tour with, with Shock for five years. I mean, he's one of my best friends. That to go on tour with him is the most incredible thing. He teaches you everything from beginning to end of how to perform. I didn't know how to perform. The Loonies did not know how to perform before we met Shakti. He put together a show. He, I think he was, they were voted one uh, like number one or number two best show in rap history. And then I think Public Enemy was number one. But that just traveling it with him, that was the greatest time I've ever had. No bullshit. Yeah, he's such a such a talented uh, performer, musician, you know, um, just amazing, man. Huge loss, man. Rest in peace to Shock G. Uh, a few years Definitely. ago, Yuck told us that when you guys were doing the remix for I Got Five on it, that was the first time he found out that, that Shock was, was Humpty Hump. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't that, know that. that's what he he told us. Did you already know that's who he was? Yeah, I, I I knew from the first time I ever saw the video. I mean, it didn't fool me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought as a kid. But but I know his brother. You know, sometimes they 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 trick us a little bit. They put his brother in there, put the glasses on. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, hell of a genius. I do. Character. I actually do. Talking. Yeah, oh, sorry, I actually ahead, do. Um, yeah, I actually do uh, the Humpty Dance in my show. Um, doing a tribute. I do a tribute to um, the fallen rappers. You know, I can't name all, all of them because it's a fucking lot. But, you know, some of the main ones, I do a tribute to them. And then at the end of the tribute, uh, we perform the Humpty Dance for the crowd. Pretty cool. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. That, that's dope right there. Um, yeah. You know, uh, back to when you, you guys were doing that remix. Uh, such a, I mean, the song already was classic. But the remix just made it that much more better, man. What are some of your memories from uh, uh, recording that, you know, with E-40 and everybody? E-40 had to come back the next day. He was so fucking drunk that night doing his verse. He had to come back <laughs> the next day. That's the one thing that I remember from that from that session. Forty, he can drink, man. He he, he drinking under the table for real. He came he came in there uh, prepared with a lot of alcohol, I imagine. Mm- Man, I mean, he, 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 I mean, 
he served a whole studio session. <laughs> Everybody was loaded. Wow. And he was the only one that couldn't couldn't get his verse going. Yeah, so he came back the next day and did it. Yeah. That's a, that's amazing right there. I mean, that, but yo, you know shot. what? The, the um the um uh uh what Fee Minute, I got five on it to me. Yes, the remix was a, of course a good part of the the I got five on history. But when that tethered remix from us came out, that cemented us in history for a long time, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's timeless. It's like it, it's almost just as relevant, if not more relevant today, um, than then. I mean, it's, it's sporting events. I mean, movies, everything you can think of. Did you ever imagine? You know what I'm saying? Uh, back in the days, uh, you know what I'm saying, when you was doing stuff with Drew Down and everybody, uh, when the Loonies was just getting started, did you ever imagine you guys would make a song that would be like considered like the the number one weed anthem of all time? I, mean, I, I never knew that this, the song would be as big as it is. But I used to walk around with the Club Nouveau record, finding yeah. trying to find the right producer to do this beat for me because I knew – this was the song. I had two songs in mind that I wanted to use, so I got five on that. I wanted to use uh, In Between the Sheets by Ozzy Brothers. And then I felt like, nah, that's not going to work. That's, that's, that's not the right one. But, I got, but that uh, Club Nouveau, it was just perfect. The sounds, the instruments, everything was perfect. The arrangement, and it just it, it felt good to me. So I wouldn't quit until we did that. We got that done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um now that you know, hip hop fifty, uh a lot of a lot of people are getting honored and stuff like that. You know, uh what's going on in the Bay Area, man? Are they doing any events? Uh have they done anything to really showcase the fifty years of hip hop? Because you guys are a huge, huge part of hip hop. Yeah, they did um they did a uh fifty year anniversary uh hip hop big show out here and it's 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 some it's some crazy shit. I'm 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 tired of talking about the beef and shit between me and Yuck and all this shit. But foul shit went down, and I didn't go to the thing. They nobody called me to go. So him and this guy Fly that he's performing with now, they go and do it. I mean, you know what? It's it's to me the promoters and the people who put that on should have been like, yo, contact them. We need to see if you want to do this instead of just listening to what Yuck say. Because, you know, like I said, I don't want to get into it. It's, it's bullshit, and I'm tired of talking about it. But it shouldn't have happened the way it happened, and it is what it is. I mean, we're going to go on. Yeah, yeah, you're doing your thing, obviously. You know, you got a lot of shit on the table, and you kind of you made your, your, your uh, feelings known uh, on the shoe fly track. So, I mean, you uh, definitely. <laughs> You, uh, you, I, I feel you, but but you're you know you're doing your own thing, man. Uh, what, what do you got going on in the future uh, as far as music wise, man? What are you working on? Right now, I actually would just finish right before I call, uh, you called. I was just finishing up a verse for this album that I just I got two more songs that I want to do, and uh, I'll be done with that. And I'm gonna drop it for the people. I'm gonna just put it out there, man. I'm gonna give it away for free, man. I just want people to know that the boy is here. I'm ready to do music again. That 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 penitentiary shut me down for a little while. You know, what I mean, I did seven years straight, but I'm 
I'm home now. I'm with my family, and I'm focused on this music. So I'm going to give it to them free, let them know what I'm coming with, and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. We're definitely looking forward to that. And uh, you just said seven years. Man, how mentally, how do you get through something like that? I mean, uh, I'm glad you're out here in the free world with your family and everything. How did you uh, survive all that? I wasn't in there. I didn't let myself be in there. My mind was not in there. My mind was at home. So, I, I mean, I would literally, literally to, to get through some shit like that, you have to get inside your own head. Because if you don't, you will either go crazy or something will happen to you. So I got into my own head and I made, I made life inside there something that I could, I could deal with by dealing, by uh, thinking about home and pretending like I was home. You know what I mean? I had to do that, but it worked for me. It might not work for everybody, but it worked for me. I got along with everybody in there. You know what I mean? I had a lot of people in there, of course, told them to send me as far away as they could because I really didn't want to see anybody that I knew, but I ended up seeing them anyway. I mean, they're famous, so, you know, but I did did good time. I'm kind of glad that I did do the time. I hate that I had to go to prison, but it calmed me down. It, you know, I was wilding out and shit. And it was a, it was a, it was a, it was something that I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad it worked out that way for you. Um, and like you said, here we are, fast forward, you, you're going on tours overseas and, you know, that's a beautiful, positive thing right there, man. Um, don't you have an artist you're working with too that you got coming out? Yeah, I have um uh I have one artist called Essential. He's in a group called Choice Cuts with uh one of my folks from Elements that Shock G actually introduced me to. He's um man, I you know, everybody when they talk about the rappers they mess with, hey, he the dope is this, he the dope is that. I don't I don't I don't I don't judge people by how they can rap or how good they can flow. I judge them by the stories that they can tell, the topics that they pick for music. I want them to have their listeners engaged in their music, you know what I mean, relate, and not just on some street shit or something like that. And this dude has a vocabulary out of this world, you know what I mean? So he's a, he's one artist that I'm working with, and I'm working with my son. And I know when people say, yo, my son, you da 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 No. My son is one of the rawest people I've heard in a long time. And I can't do nothing but say that because it's true. I'm working with him getting him ready for whatever he's going to whatever he's going to get in this music industry. So that's why I'm taking him uh that's why I took him overseas with me, taking him back with me, but I don't want him to be in this. I ain't going to lie, bro. I really don't want him to be in this music shit because I know it's bad out here, you know what I mean, especially right now. But when he told us he told me and his mom he said, "We I want to I want to I want to rap. I'm going to get in music." He was in college and we like Nah, we ain't we ain't feeling that. Even though we don't care about him going to college, college not teaching him shit anyway. But we're like, at least you're doing something. He's like, but I I, I just can't do it. I want to do this. So we said, all right, if you're gonna do it, you have to learn everything there is to know about the history of hip hop. Man, that boy can tell you everything right now. He's made us proud, so he can do his thing. Man, that's beautiful. That's, uh, you, you, we're seeing a lot of um, artists like uh, C to Six. Those are, uh, you know, the kids and nephews of Three Six Mafia. Uh, Busy Bones got his two sons on tour, and they got a group called mm-hmm. Bloodline Harmony. 
I mean, that's that's always good to be able to pass the torch to the next generation like that. You got to be uh, like you said, hella proud. Are you yeah, gonna take him overseas? Yeah, yeah. He he just came back. He went for the first two shows with me, and we're about to go back. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, if you could tour with anybody, why not your son? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we do this for them in the first place, so for them to come after us and be able to get on that stage in front of all them people, not be scared, you know what I mean, love what they're doing, man, that's the, that's the best thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to mention a couple rappers, you know, uh, we, we talk about Shock G, a couple guys that aren't here anymore. I just want your thoughts on them. Um, first one, uh, Mac Dre. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mac Dre, and, and do you have any memories of him you'd like to share? Mac Dre, a real solid dude. Never had a problem with him. He uh, he loved the loonies. We did a song uh, with Mac Dre called uh, Welcome to the Bay. One of the best. It's, it's a huge hit on the West Coast. And, every I mean, all the memories of Dre was just fun, man, kicking it, partying, having fun. It was just Young cats doing what we're doing, always in the studio, always doing shows. We would see each other on the road, you know, passing by, and it was just a good thing always with that guy. Yeah. He always seemed like he was very uh, uh, happy and positive attitude and wanted to make people laugh. Yeah, he, he had fun. He had fun out here. I mean, what else can you, can you ask for, man? Having fun is the best shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, ne- next guy, obviously, you know, what I'm saying it's a no-brainer. Uh, Tupac, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, brother Tupac? Tupac, smart guy, very smart guy. Wild. Sometimes, sometimes out there too much, and um, I think that's what actually got him killed. Just out there too much, being with the wrong people. But I saw uh, Tupac. I was with him two weeks before he died. He was at the Mondrian Hotel on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, Hollywood. Uh, yeah, Sunset Boulevard in L.A. And he called me bringing some girls. So I brought him two uh, females up there. And he opened the door. He was he was sweating, had his shirt off. He was like, just, it was irritated he looked like to me. Looked like he was irritated. Kept looking Stressed out the window out. and shit. Yeah. Kept looking out the window. And, and uh, you know, I just dropped the girls off, hugged my nigga. And got up out of there and never saw him again. Wow, that was the last time. It was almost eerie, like yeah. he kind of knew something was coming. Yeah, and I, I hate to say that, but, yeah, man, it's, yeah, it really it really did. I, I felt like he, he knew. Well, you know what's crazy, Numb? When, when I interviewed uh, Shock, this was years ago, he was telling me about Pac uh, wanting to get the the, the Tupacalypse uh, album done. He's like, man, I don't know how much time I have. And he was telling him that this was yeah. five years before his death. So it's like he always had a a, a vision of, of something bad coming in the future. You know. It's crazy. Yeah, Shock. He told me that same thing too. Yeah, I when he when he told me, I didn't think of it. I didn't really think about what he was telling me, but later on, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he knew. He wanted to get that album done, you know, and I think that might have also been 
why he was just a beast in the studio. It's like he, he just knock out so many tracks at once. And, you know, that's why he had such a huge catalog of music, you know. Yeah, I went in there um, one, one time with him and then did a song with, uh, it was me, him, Buckshot, Shorty, I think MC Hammer was all, we all did a song together called, I think it was Keep Your Jaws Tight or something like that. And, I mean, it took us no more than an hour, all of us, to do that song. And then the boy went back in there and did like six, seven more songs. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Nobody has this work ethic. Now, this is some James Brown shit. But he was really on that. He was really about getting them songs done. And maybe it was because of that reason. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, you know, that I'm sure dude was just, uh, I mean, great at what he did, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's that's wild right there. You know, rest in peace to yeah. him and shock, man. Those guys, uh, you know, they, they accomplished a lot together, you know. Um, yeah. Man, the Bay Area is just so deep with talent, man. It's just uh, uh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, um, but, uh, you know, you get ready to, uh, you know what I'm saying, go out on the road again and do more shows and stuff like that. You know, what about a, a numbskull, uh, you know, book or documentary or something? Has is, is that ever been something you thought about? I'm writing the book right now, and we're in negotiations with a – well, me and my wife, we have our own film company, but we're in negotiations with a producer right now to uh, get the – well, my my wife is a producer also, but she, she, she feels like she's too close to this one. So we're going to get another uh, – we're going to hire another producer and to get try to get this done. I'm going to do it independently. But, yeah, that movie's coming, too, for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about right there. Um, now, I'm going to bring on the homie uh, DJ Lord Sinnickson from France, the French Connection. He's got a few questions for you. Man, maybe he can bring you right. over there. He just he just interviewed Havoc of uh, Mob Deep and Onyx, so I'm sure he'd love to interview you in the flesh. Sin, you there, brother? All good. Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, Mr. Scott. Larry. Yeah. Um, How you doing? Talking of yeah, I'm fine already. Talking of the of the bay, uh, you're talking about we talk about Mike Dre. We're talking, but one guy was Rimac. Maybe you know about him. The, the album The Girl Is Sick. He was a pioneer in the bay in Vallejo uh, in '88. Uh, it was an inspiration for you in the bay. The Mac. Okay. What do you say? Yeah. You want to know if you know about the Mac oh. uh, from Vallejo? About who? About who? The Mac? From, yeah. It was an I album don't know who called that is. Zuken. Oh, okay. It was an album called uh, Zuken is Sick. It was uh, 88. Oh, nah, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, you're digging in the crates. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I got also from, some question about um, uh, the song Operation Mustacola by N.O. Joe Production. Can you tell us about this one and uh, the work with N.O. Joe? Oh, yeah. N.O. Joe was, uh, yeah, he, he was uh, Scarface's pr- uh, producer. And right. when we went down there to see him, we were with uh, Jay Prince, uh, brought us down there to meet him. And, I mean, we went in this huge studio this studio was big brand new nice everything and when i met joe i was like i didn't even know that 
Texas cats made beats like this. But he would play like 30, 40 beats in all of them we wanted. But, you know, we just picked a couple and got on them, and, and it became the Operation Stackola. It was a gamble from production. <laughs> you know, Joe. Yeah. Tony um, Caton also was major important production on your album. Can you tell us about uh, your work? Who? Tony Capone. Tony Capone. Oh, yeah. Like I said, when I, w- I would walk around with that, that album, that um, Why You Treat Me So Bad, the Club Nouveau album, trying to find a producer to do the five on it for me. And when I found Tone Capone, he he was he was perfect. You know what I mean? He he knew he knew what we wanted. He 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 smoked weed with us. You know what I mean? It was just like a perfect moment when we got in that studio. It was a little studio in his attic. I mean, talking about it, really small. But that's the kind of personal shit that I love that I was looking for. Because to me, that says music. That says I'm up here by myself. I'm 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 just deep into my music. And that's how that's the vibe I felt when I was over there with Tom Capone. And he did I got a thousand eight so because of big hate. Mm. Also you did was um you talked about Chuck G. Sin you broke He's up brother. Out of here. Yeah, what what was that? Sin, we lost you, brother. You there? Yeah, we lost yeah, him. I think he was talking about the um, the song uh, uh, "Highest in the Industry" featuring E40. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, one we like? did that at uh, we did that in L.A. Um, at um, I think it was Inter- Enterprise Studios. That was um. That same day, it was Scarface was actually in there. That that same day, we all did the, we all went in there. We did our raps and everything. And I went over to Scarface's studio after we finished the song to listen to his shit. And he gave me a fucking eighth of mushrooms. He was like, "Here, just chew them all." I had done them before, <laughs> but not like this. I chewed a whole fucking eighth of mushrooms, man. My wife, she was calling me. And I knew the phone was ringing, but I just couldn't pick it up. I was sitting at the stoplight in front of our house for 45 minutes. The light, to me, never turned green. So I just sat there, <laughs> high as fuck. Scarface gave you these mushrooms? <laughs> yeah, yep. Was he was he tripping at the time when he gave them to you already? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. He just said, you ready? <laughs> Like yeah, let's go. <laughs> and Mike Dean uh, was on production of this one too. And Mike, Mike Dean, Dean what was that? Mike Dean did the production uh, with the. the song. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yep, he did. Oh, you know what? One more, one more thing about Scarface. When I when I got out of uh, prison, we went and did an uh, arena show. Um, some I think it was somewhere. I think it was San Jose where the Sharks play or something like that. And Starface, he had the security to come. Um, no, he can't actually. Yeah, he had the security come get me and bring me to his room. So me and my wife and my kids, we all went over there. And Face, so he said, everybody, I just want to tell y'all, this numbskull, this my dude right here, he said he just did seven years straight in the penitentiary. He did his time right. He came home just like he left. He said, everybody, break bread. 
I walked out of that place, out of his room with about $7,000. Wow. That was big. That was big. <laughs> Nobody had ever, I would never even think any any person would do some shit like that. You know what I mean? But he did. Solid dude. To this day, man, that's 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 one of my favorite stories. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Let's touch on that for a minute. Um, you know, you, you just get out doing seven calendars, and, and Face brings you back and has all of his people, you know what I'm saying, hook you up. I mean, that's that's so rare, you know what I'm saying? It sounds like Face is just a, a real down-to-earth good dude. That's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. He was the first him? person. Uh, I, oh, well, last time I saw him, it was in L.A. Him um, him and uh, Money B, they had something going on that they were doing. He was down there performing also. So I went down there, uh, me and Razzcast went up to his show and saw him. But E-40, though, when I got home, E-40 was the first person to put me back on stage. He invited me to a show that he had in San Jose. He was like, man, you got to come. He's like, you got to get back, get you get used to this uh, to this stage again. So I went down there, and we performed the remix. So I got five on it, his verse and my verse. So those two dudes right there, you know, in my heart forever, man. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Shout out to Face and 40. Yes, sir. And, and uh, how it was to work with, with Mike Dean, a legendary producer, Mike Dean, Mike Dean was raw, man. He was all he was he was having fun. You know, he had fun in that studio, smoking and everything. I mean, but Mike Dean, when you watch him work, it's like watching a genius work, man. He knows everything. I'm talking about everything about every machine, every computer, everything, every module in the studio. He knows it all, and I'm sure it's a lot of other people like that. But when you see that for the first time, it's amazing. Yeah, we saw we saw him on a tiny desk, the Scarface diary album, crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you worked also with uh, Eightball and JG, uh the song "In My Nature." Can you tell us about about them? I want you to Yeah, in my nature, in my nature, we went out to uh, we went out there with them and did that. Um, I think it was in Memphis. We went out there and did uh, did that song in their studio. It was, you know, like a regular session. Everybody went in there, had fun, smoked, drank, you know, brought some females in and did the music. You know, we sat there and everybody wrote together. You know, that's that's rare. You know, motherfuckers send they sending shit over the internet now. Those were the days where you got you had to get in the studio and work with those artists. And that that was that's the most fun part to me about making music is you getting with those artists and y'all collaborating. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you guys, in, um, uh, in, you know, that 95, you know, my two of my favorite albums from that year easily was On Top of the World and Operation Sagola. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, top notch. Uh, sorry, Sin, go ahead, brother. No, 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 no. no that was a cheat-out piece of mine. <laughs> Thanks, <I'm out. laughs> um, you, you presented a, a, a compilation group. Uh, it was Hit Eyes on the Payroll. Get on in 2003. Can you tell us about this one you did? Like the, day. the hit is on the payroll. So yeah, Killers on the payroll. That was a that was a song that we put together. Um, that we wanted all of the spitters that we had around us that really wasn't given a shot. You know what I mean? To get a deal and shit like that. We said, you know what? We're gonna put them 
on our album and let these fools be heard because they were all raw. You know what I mean? None of we didn't we end, we didn't end up sticking together at the end, but at that moment, that was our folks, and that's who we put on. You know what I mean? Okay, right. On uh, on number one album, you did a song with a, a, a like a song radio for one night song with Yuk Mouse. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about this one, this radio did at time. Yeah, that was that album. That was a uh, that was some songs that I had that I had done just over the, over a couple of years, and I never put it out. And um, one of my friends was like, "Man, just sell me the album." He's like, "Just sell it to me. I'll put it out." And I had the song sitting up, so I'm like, "Yeah, okay, go ahead. Here you go." But he wanted me to do uh, two new songs. He wanted me to do a song with Sean Paul, and he wanted me to do a uh, like a reunion song with Yuck. Me and Yuck was beefing at the time. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's let's go ahead and let's do this. We started together, we might as well end it together. And went in there, and uh, went in the studio, did the song, you know, everything was good. And he he ended up putting that album out. I don't think he did too much uh, promotion on it, you know what I mean? I think he had whatever his excuse was, but he didn't put it out right, and you know what I mean? It didn't really do that much. But it, to me, it was a, a very good album. Yeah. You did also a song of this album with uh, Devin the Jude. We play. Uh, can you tell us about this one? Yeah, yeah, Devin, that's my guy, man. When we were in, uh, when I was still living in LA, we used to stay at this place. It's um, <clears throat> it's like condominiums for artists, and it was called the Oakwood. And me and Devin, every Sunday, we would have uh, this huge barbecue for you know all the artists who we knew. I mean, we had everybody there. Um, we had uh, TLC there. We had uh, Dre was there. We had uh, everybody, man. We had everybody at our barbecues. Everybody would love to come to Numb and Devin's barbecue. When we moved out of there, yeah, we you know ended that. We still we still talk every now and then when we see each other and stuff like that. But yeah, that's how we came up with that song. Just sitting there doing our uh, doing our barbecue, having fun. Different operation Stakola. Did you make tapes? Or, or something released, unreleased, uh, maybe before when you started. Inside, I, I don't, yeah, I don't anything, get him what anything in the vault, any like unreleased music. Oh, from yeah. Operation Stackle. Before Operation, be, before Operation no, Stackle. no, everything that we had before that, we put out. We put out. We put out all the songs that we had okay. before that. Okay. Yeah. And do you remember when you you started? It was maybe nineteen ninety one or after. Uh, we started. I think we started. Yeah, we started rapping. Well, our first album that we ever dropped, which we sold out the trunk, we sold fifty thousand units. That was in nineteen ninety one or nineteen ninety two. Right. Okay. And the logo of Juni also was a, a joke one. <laughs> the artwork. Yeah, Yuck Mouth drew that. He drew that Looney Man. He, yeah, that was one of his. Um, that was one of. That was a character that he he made up for for the Looney. Yeah, you, you guys are like the only group that has a a, a condom logo. You know, dripping jizz yeah. out of it. I mean, it's just the craziest thing. But it's known yeah, around man. the world. It's known exactly. I mean, that's it's like it's like like the Wu Tang. Um, 
um, logo. It's Simple. like the hieroglyphics yeah. logo, you know? Yeah, when you see like that, yeah, oh, that's the loonies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still yeah, so remember when I was a kid. Mind. It was 95 when I was a kid because, uh, you know, I uh, I, I got a, a promo package from New Tribe, and they, they, it had a cassette sampler. It had, like, Bushwick Bill because his album was coming out. Uh, of course, yep. you guys. <clears throat> and you guys sent me an autographed picture, man. I still got that fucking thing. Almost 30 years. Oh, nice. It's crazy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you guys were just kids yourself, you know. You, you, you guys, uh, that had to be a lot to handle being that young. You know, um it it was. It was it was a lot to handle but I I no, I I'll speak for myself. I've always been a down to earth person. I've always kept it low. That's just that's just how I was. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course we young, we can get wild, we can have a ball. But I was always a down to earth, you know, type of dude. So I never it didn't get to me like it gets to other people. You know what I mean? The fame didn't get to me like that. I had fun with it. You know what I mean? I never Never, re, um, never not signed an autograph. You know what I mean. I never not took a picture. That's that's just who I am. It, it came natural to me. I'm a people person. I love being. I love. I love being around people. Nowadays, not so much. I feel that, brother. I feel that. I think the older I get, the less tolerance I have for for people. You know. Um, Absolutely. Just, yeah. You know. We we live the life and, and and we we know what the triggers are, you know, who to avoid. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's crazy, man. Um, thirty years this anniversary is coming up. Um, uh, there, there any plans next year? Anything to sign? I mean, I know you said you and Yuck ain't really on speaking terms, but um, surely the city has got to honor you guys or something. Something's got to go down. I mean. I would, love, I would, I mean, I would love for something to happen like that. But okay, I'm gonna, I'm put it to you like this: This is where I'm at with awards and being honored and all that shit. You know what I mean? It's if it comes from the people, yes, yeah, most, most definitely, I will accept it with my, my entire heart. But if it's coming from the industry or you know some shit like that, man, you know, keep that shit. I shit on what, you, whatever you're trying to give me because. You motherfuckers are not for the artist, period. All, I mean, the companies yeah. make more money off of us, make more money off of us than we do, and we created the shit. So I don't want yeah. nothing from them. I don't. Want, I don't need no Grammy. I don't need none of that shit. Y'all can, man. Y'all can have that shit because it, it means nothing. But when it comes from the people, now that means something. Shock G, we did a song with Shock G. Um, uh, 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 we got more. And he opened that he opened that song with Grammys, Emmys, Bammies, nothing to me. But when they rock us in the streets, we say, Oh wait. That that says go. it all right there. Yeah. I feel the same way, man. You know, uh this is one of the first podcasts, you know, uh, one of the first rap podcasts anyway. And uh we we rarely get our recognition, you know what I'm saying, from the industry, but the people tell us all the time they love us. And that's what And that's, that's all what, that matters. Yeah, that's what counts at the end of the day. You're hundred percent right, man. But yeah, congratulations yeah. on that. Thirty years, man. That's a, a huge milestone. And I look forward to what you do next. 
You know what I'm saying? Also, your son. Hopefully, someday we can have an episode with your son on this show. Um, does he have uh, music in the uh, in the works? Has he got an album coming out? Or? Yeah, he's uh, he's dropped uh, his um, he's dropped uh, like two or three albums on his own. You know, just SoundCloud and stuff like that. But if if, if anybody want to check him out, and I hope you do, he goes by uh, KJKNG. So it's KJKNG. And he you can find him on Instagram. He all of his videos is on there. He shoots his own videos. He uh, animates his own videos. Man, the boy he's he's really he's a really good artist and I wish I wish he could he could he could get the chance to gain his true core fans. That's why I'm taking him on tour right now. So he can gain that. But I believe that he uh I believe he deserves it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we look forward to that. We look forward to chopping it up with him on here in the future as well. Um, but uh, before we do get out of here, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, Sin, you got another question before we uh, get out of here? Are you good? Uh, but I'm okay. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> all right. Hell yeah. Thank you, Sin. Uh, no, man, the floor is all yours, brother. Thank you so much for uh, chopping it up with us again. We really appreciate you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate everybody yeah, listening to us still to this day. And if there's anything that people want to, you know, know about me, all you got to do is holler at me, man. I'm an open book. Don't believe with the bullshit that you hear from everybody else because if you don't hear from the horse's mouth, it's probably not the truth. I love everybody, man. Peace. Peace, man. And, and Num, before you do get out of here, brother, could you give us a drop for the Murder Master Music Show? Definitely. What up, man? This is Numskull. One half of the loonies. This is what is that? What is it again? Sorry. The it's, mur- a, it, it's too many M's, man. <laughs> it's the <Yeah>. Murder Master <laughs> Music Show. Murder Master. That's okay. right. All right. Yeah, this Numskull. One half of the loonies. He's chilling on the Murder Master Music Show, baby. One and only. Appreciate it. Peace. Thank you so much, brother. We're gonna get out of here. Peace. All right, man. Love you guys. Peace. Morning people wake up for peace and quiet. McDonald's breakfast people, we wake up for the sweet rush of getting that warm, delicious breakfast right before it ends. Wake up and start your morning at McDonald's. Right now, buy a McGriddle sandwich, like a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles, sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles, or sausage McGriddles, and get the second one for just a buck. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.